0: I have something so cool to finally share with you. These stickers that we designed have arrived. This is one of them. This is a sticker sheet. So it actually has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different stickers on there. We've got the Dusty Thunder logo, AITA, YTA, which would be a really good thing to hide on someone's bumper. You're the asshole. We've got the Ascon rocket, two Asconauts here. We've got the little cloud one holding the lightning bolt we've got the jetpack one and we have all the Ascon planets on this sheet so that kind of knocks everything out for you all at once the other two uh sticker bundles include different variations of ones like this there are a lot more but i'm showing you a few so we've got the aita by itself we've got ascon one by itself and then this Asconaut by itself and a bunch of others too, but there's two different standalone sticker bundles in the store at Dusty Thunder.com, and that sticker sheet is one of those as well. So they are here, they are beautiful, and you've got cups and computers and all kinds of stuff just begging for some Askinot stickers. I just know it. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story from Reddit for you, and this one is called Am I the Asconaut for refusing to give my wife's family a large portion of her life insurance money? Money doesn't make people assholes ever. I lost my wife unexpectedly, and it has been one of the most difficult times in my life. She left me with $200,000 in life insurance, and I used $20,000 of it to cover the funeral expenses. Now, my wife's family is demanding a large portion of the remaining life insurance money, parents want to use it to rebuild their home in Florida that was destroyed in a recent hurricane. The thing is, they didn't have insurance, and I don't think it's fair for me to cover their losses with the money that my wife left me. My wife's brother also wants a portion of the money to pay for his college tuition. While I sympathize with his situation, I don't think it's my responsibility to fund his education. My wife left me this money for a reason, and it's up to me to decide how to use it. When I told my wife's family that I couldn't give them the money they were asking for, they accused me of being selfish, not caring about their situation. They said that my wife would have wanted them to have the money, and then I was going against her wishes. Did she make those wishes though? Did she write them down? Feeling like that probably didn't happen. I feel terrible for my wife's family, but I also have my own financial responsibilities. I have bills to pay, and I want to make sure that I can take care of myself in the future. I don't want to put myself in a difficult financial situation by giving away a large portion of the life insurance money. This is an opportunity for me to pay off my debts and to buy the dream home me and my wife always wanted. Maybe I'm being selfish, but I feel like I'm not in the wrong. Me and my wife never really discussed what to do with life insurance money other than the occasional joke of buying the dream home we want or a starter one. I miss her so terribly. Am I the asshole for refusing to give my wife's family a large portion of her life insurance money? They don't really give a shit what her wishes actually were. I mean, she never defined them. That's the hard part here. She never defined what her wishes were. So everybody's guessing. But the only person who gets to make that decision is him because it was left to him. And if no wishes are defined, it's his to do with as he sees fit. I think there may be some. I'm not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. There's probably a if no wishes were defined, X Y Z happens legal structure to this, and I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming that since it was left to him, he decides where it goes. Period. Now I thought there was gonna be like a I, I gotta put it away for our child or our children or that kind of thing, but they don't have kids. It sounds like so that's a non-issue here. But man, I don't. What would you do? I don't think he's the asshole for saying no. Because it sounds like they were just swarming him about money. That's it. Like, it's it. it. As soon as they smelled money, they all came a-hunting and a-calling and a-ringing the doorbell and saying, Hey... She would have wanted me to have this. She would want me to go to college. She would want to rebuild our Florida home that we didn't have insurance on. She would want to do this. She would want to do this. Well, she never said anything about that. The one thing that she did say that she would want to do, even if it was only in a joking manner, was to buy the dream home. Which is what he's planning on doing, so... I uh, can't fault him for that. This is one of those situations, though, that kind of stresses the importance of putting those wishes down on paper. If you're very explicit about what you define there, nobody can argue with it. And really, I think that does a favor for who you leave everything to, because then it's not on them. It is following your wishes instead of putting this this burden. I mean, in this case, receiving that money is a huge burden. And yet, getting rid of it would free him of that. But... you have to basically say, who am I going to screw over? It's not a who am I going to benefit here, because you know there are going to be enough requests in here to deplete that fund pretty quickly, so it's who's going to lose. And to be the person that has to decide that sucks. He'd had no obligation to give them anything, because she left it to him without any instructions to do that. So you're not the asshole, black and white. I don't know how I would feel if I were in this situation. It would suck. It would absolutely suck to carry that burden. In these cases, I think, you know, by default, it's going to go to the spouse. The spouse is the person that should know them better than anyone and should know what their wishes were if they didn't leave any behind. So you can't really argue with the spouse. But what do you expect? I mean, what do you expect? It's the only tie he has to her side of the family at all. So if they don't make this play, they will never get a chance again. Never. So it's basically like the last interaction you're ever going to have with this person. They decided to take the swing. (sighs) It's complicated, right? I mean, two of the most complicated topics in a person's life are going to be money and death. And when you deal with money coming from the death of a loved one, it's it's a double whammy and you have their side of the family to deal with. And if something's not defined there, it's just dangerous territory. So, yes, you're sitting there trying to grieve your lost loved one. And meanwhile, you have people just hitting you up all the time, begging shit. It's not hard enough. Thanks, assholes. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with yet another AITA story for you. This one is titled Am I the Ass for Telling My Sister She's Entitled to Do What She Wants for Her Wedding, but I don't need to attend. A wedding story. You know what wedding stories sometimes have? Cake! My sister is a very classic golden child in our family. She was the first girl, and my mom always wanted a daughter. My older brother was a disappointment to mom, and when I, the second girl, came along, mom already had her perfect daughter, so she never had much time for me. Time out? That sucks. Let's fly some flags. Our dad was one of those dads who worked all the time and left all the child raising to my mom and was not much of a family man. My brother and I are close. Our sister likes to use us, but she only ever wants us for what she wants and has never been a good sister to us. A few times she was upset to be left out of something, and if we ever felt bad, it soon faded because she would try to make the rules for everything. She did not change as an adult. We barely pass ourselves with her. But she tried to make us a huge part of her life. Being part of her life isn't really rewarding though, so I keep my distance and so does my brother. She got engaged a few months back. She asked me to be her bridesmaid and in the same breath told me I would need to change my hair. I have my hair dyed. Would need to get used to wearing heels. Never liked them, never wore them, cannot walk in them, and she told me I would need to join her for 5 a.m. yoga wedding planning every Tuesday and Thursday. Oh, and I would need to take two weeks off work around the wedding to prepare and get everything set up. I turned down the bridesmaid's invite. When she tried to get her wedding date finalized, she asked my brother and I when we would be free, and she told us to take into account that we would need to rent fancy cars or a joint car to drive to the place. She had a list of cars she found acceptable. That's new. Never heard of that kind of crap before. Because she wants all her guests to arrive in style. She also told us that we would need at least 4K saved to afford everything she was planning. Wait, what? She, what? Does not compute. We're going to run out of red flag confetti here. She also wanted to do a family gathering the night before the wedding at the venue, and that would require paying money to take part, and this place is expensive, even on a shitty day. My brother told her any date would work and not to worry because he was being sarcastic. I told her not to plan her wedding around me because I could never afford that stuff, so it would be best if I didn't go. My sister didn't take me seriously, but then when I RSVP'd no to her wedding, she called and asked why I am judging her wedding and why I won't go. I told her she can do what she wants, but I I don't need to attend, and I'm not going to run myself into the ground to follow the rules of her wedding. She told me I am her sister. I should attend her wedding. Am I the asshole? Ah, this. okay. there was a similar story not too long ago about a bridezilla demanding that a bridesmaid who was a friend cut her hair. It had to be six inches shorter than than the bride's and her hair was like down to the middle of her back. But OP's hair was like to her knees. That's a lot of sacrifice to expect someone to make, probably even more so than the 4K and the pain in the ass that this OP is going to go through. But I still say definitely not the asshole here. Let's take a look, though. Let's reference the scale, and let's think about it for a minute. As a reminder, the Ascon scale is based on the U.S. military's DEFCON scale, which means 1 is the worst, 4 is the least amount of asshole. ASKCON 4 is you could have done this differently. Ask on 3 is you should have done this differently. ASKCON 2 is you definitely shouldn't have done that. And ASKCON 1 is you're a terrible human. 4K is an expensive slice of cake, right? I mean, what else are they going to get out of this? A lot of pain in the ass. They're going to have to bite their tongue a lot. During this wedding, might bite their tongues off. They're going to bite their tongue so much during the wedding. Um, They're going to be bossed around all day. They're going to be treated like shit. And it's going to cost them 4K. Mm -hmm. We are applying the Ascon scale to Bridezilla right now. Keep in mind, this is his sister, so this is family. So there's there's less of a filter that's going to exist there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't help her get off of Ascon 1 in any way here. So we'll go ahead and fly her all the way there. $1,000 thousand dollar ticket to Ascon one welcome to uranus uranus has two sets of rings the innermost ring is brown i'm not kidding definitely Ascon one for bridezilla here i wonder if she treats everyone like this i'm guessing so because it sounds like her character is just this shitty um, so her friends probably get bossed around too but probably more so her siblings because she's been doing it for life so there's no buildup like there is with friends where it's the honeymoon phase of being a friend and then at some point she just ends up treating them like shit. She's been doing this for years and years and years. So it's just automatic. Just, hey, um, yeah, good to see you. I'm going to treat you like shit. So long as we understand each other. Okay, see you at my wedding. Bring your 4K. <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Bitch. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, this time with the Zero Cares Bears, with another AITA story for you, and this one is Am I the Askonaut for Getting an Extra Cake? Here it is. We've arrived, folks. Let us take a moment to prepare ourselves for what's about to happen. Because I can tell you right now, as soon as I said the word, cake, I could feel my blood pressure go. Uh-huh. We must protect the cake at all costs. And if there is a cake somehow injured or offended in this story, I will find things to throw. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do and flip out. I, 36 female, have been estranged from my mom, 56 female, for most of my life. She had me when she was young, and I was raised mostly by my grandmother and my aunt. We didn't have a lot of money, so most of my birthdays that I remember celebrating were just a cake or a special dessert that I shared with my aunt or grandma. I don't normally say aunt, I say aunt. I don't know why I said aunt, but now I have to keep doing it. I can't flip back and forth. I stuck with it. My mom never attended any of my birthdays when I was younger because it reminds me of the worst day of my life. My husband, 34, on the other hand, has a family that's straight out of a Hallmark commercial. Because of him and his loving family, I got back in contact with my mom. She apologized for a lot of things, and I could tell that she was really remorseful. Since coming back into my life, she has been great, if not a little forgetful. Like, if I ask her to drive me somewhere, she'll forget that she said yes until it's too late to go. Or if I ask her to bring something to a gathering, she'll forget to bring it. On my son's birthday, I asked her to bring a sweet potato dish she makes that my son seems to enjoy. She forgot to make it. Oh well. Fast forward to last week, it is my son's second birthday, and my in-laws are super excited, as they always are. Ever since meeting my husband's mom, my mom has been really preoccupied with being grandma, even though my son spends more time with my mother-in-law and knows her as grandma. So as we're planning for his birthday, my mother-in-law and sister-in-law offer to bake my son's cake, which is great because they're excellent bakers. My mom then said there's no need for that because grandma will be bringing a cake instead. Grandma's going to use the cake as a weapon! Why?! (sighs) Two things you can't use as leverage in this world. Kids and cake! Oh no, here we go. Two days before the party, I brought a simple plain cake from the local grocery store. I was worried that my mom would forget to bring a cake. Can't imagine why. On the day of his birthday, my mom showed up with a gorgeous cake from an expensive cake maker. I was thrilled and set it up at the center of the table. I put the plain store-bought cake out too. For my son to use as his smash cake as we were gathering to sing happy birthday my mom asked what the extra cake was for i didn't think twice and told her it's just a backup cake shit! she started crying yelling about how i'm not letting her be a good grandma and i won't forgive her for past mistakes she left early and it was awkward for a while but my in-laws are troopers and the rest of the party went fine Later, when talking to my sister-in-law about the event, she says she understood why I got the cake, but that I shouldn't have put it out with the rest of the food once I saw that mom did bring a cake. My mom hasn't spoken to me since. My aunt says that she's waiting for an apology, but I haven't reached out because I don't think I have anything to apologize for. My husband thinks I didn't do anything wrong, but thinks the real reason I don't want to apologize is because I'm still mad at her for how my childhood was. I'm not sure if he's right or wrong. I keep wondering, am I the asshole for putting out the extra cake? <laughs> so good and tasty i mean what are you gonna do i i think there are several tells in this that that indicate that it's not about the grandchild for grandma several tells in here and we'll review them but before that i would just like to know what the writing on the fancy cake she brought said did it say i didn't forget Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Because that's probably what it should have said. She has trained everyone to expect her to let them down. She's trained everyone to not count on her. She's trained everyone to need backup plans. And it's a pretty easy rebuttal here to be like, what do you expect? Because the past 20 things I've asked you to do, you didn't do. So 21 was a pretty important one, and I had to have a backup. Because if you had failed, I can't risk that for my son's birthday party. I can't. I can't risk the cake. The cake shouldn't be put at risk. It's an integral part of a birthday party, and no cake means no celebration. Hell, if you don't have a cake, that child might not turn another year old. Time might stop. He might become Benjamin button but here's the big tell that lets us know that grandma has no interest in actually being a good grandma and being there for her grandchild she left she got offended and left her grandchild's birthday party that's all you need to know in that moment it became 100 about her and nothing else i think there was another play here though op and this is where we're gonna have to pull up the ask on scale and talk about this it could have been done different Shit, I hate to say that, but it could have been done different. Let's take a look. According to our sacred, Ascon scale could have done it different. (sighs) Land you there in Ascon 4. And I only say it could have done different because, yeah, you didn't have to put that second kick out. It was warranted. There's nothing wrong with what you did. I don't think it was wrong to put it out because you said you were going to use it as a smash cake. You should have said that instead of it's a backup cake. I get it. You got a toddler. The normal filter that humans have between thinking and speaking, speaking between thinking and speaking when you have a toddler just doesn't exist or it runs backwards or it's like half there. So I get that you weren't at 100% and thought ahead to say, oh, this is the smash cake, so he doesn't ruin the beautiful cake that you've brought. That would have avoided this. It's a backup cake, Caused some shit. Also, I think I speak for cakes everywhere when I ask that you not use the term backup cake. It's offensive. We prefer the term side cake. Grandma, this was not about her being a good grandma at all. This is her, if anything, competing with the actual good grandma. And maybe she is really trying to change. And if that's the case, that's awesome. But she needs to actually purely try to change and not make it about her. She can't expect people to expect anything different from her than what she's shown them throughout their entire lives. Still, I think this lands us in Ask on 4 because there was another play here. I hate to say it, but you didn't have to put the other cake out. You didn't have to say... It was a backup cake. You could have done that differently. I don't think you're an asshole. This is not my opinion here. It's the scale. I have to be consistent with it. And there was another option. Bonus cake. Uh, the wording on the cake would be hilarious if the one she brought did say, I remembered or I didn't forget. And then the backup cake said, Grandma probably forgot. Those two side by side would be like an epic photo to go with this story. Side piece. There you go. Ah, duck cake. Duck <laughs> cake. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. And this one is, am I the astronaut for not wearing my dress properly at my sister's wedding? Thursday, I, 27 female, spent the day with one of my friends celebrating her birthday early since I couldn't go out with our group over the weekend due to my sister's wedding on Saturday. That was a lot of words. I feel like I nailed it. She had wanted to get a tattoo. I jinxed myself. She had wanted to get a tattoo, so I went with her to a place that does walk-ins. One of the artists had the afternoon open, so I got one done, and it covers most of my shoulder. Saturday, the tattoo was still red and a bit puffy. I got to the venue to get ready with everyone else. My sister didn't say anything about the tattoo, so I thought I was good to go. It's a wide strap dress, and the strap was irritating my skin, and I didn't want to risk staining the straps either. So first I tried to just lower it, but that was a little awkward moving my arm, so I wound up just taking my arm out of the strap completely. I tried tucking the strap into the dress, but that wasn't working well, so I just let it hang on the side. No one said anything before or during the ceremony. When it was time for pictures, my sister just gave me a look and asked if I was being serious about the dress and to wear it the right way. I explained I couldn't because of the tattoo, and she told me that wasn't her problem because I picked a terrible time to get a new tattoo if it interfered with how I was wearing the dress. I did put it right for pictures, but. But it was uncomfortable as hell and pulled my arm back right out afterward. I didn't get to talk to my sister much during the reception but she did throw a few dirty looks my way and her other bridesmaids and our aunts told me that I needed to just wear the dress properly for a few hours. This morning I texted her to have fun on her honeymoon and never heard anything back which is unusual for her so I texted again joking if she was already having too much fun to talk. She did respond but only to tell me she was still a bit mad that I refused to just wear the dress right and walked around the whole wedding and reception looking trashy at a special Family event, any nice place? Am I the asshole for not wearing the dress right? Obviously, you shouldn't have got it in the first place, Op. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? You caused yourself pain and pissed somebody off in the process. Maybe thinking ahead about that and not doing this random thing. Like, it wasn't a, it wasn't a symbolic tattoo. You just randomly did it with a friend. If it was something symbolic, everyone would probably have a little more sympathy for you. But it wasn't. It was random, and it's just something you didn't think through. So, yeah, I think you're the asshole for this. But where are you? Where are you in this universe of assholes? As a reminder, the Ascon scale, uh, Ascon 4 is the least amount of asshole. Ascon, is the worst or most amount of asshole? Least and most kind of just sounds wrong when using it with the word asshole, but here we are. So Ascon 4 is you could have done it differently. Ascon 3 is you should have done it differently. Not could have, but should have. Ascon 2 is you definitely shouldn't have done that, and Ascon 1 is you're a terrible human. I don't think we're in Ascon 1 territory here because it doesn't sound like it was a demonic thing to do. It's not evil. It was just a dumbass thing to do, and she definitely shouldn't have done it, which does land us in Ascon 2 territory, right? You do something that you know is going to be a problem because you know this wedding is happening, you know what the dress looks like, you know there's going to be a strap right where that tattoo is going, you're an Ascon 2 for it. Unless there's some kind of symbolism with it, but It doesn't sound like there was, but it also doesn't sound like it's a huge, huge, huge deal. You know what I mean? Like sister's like, why the hell did you do this? Like you suck. And she deserves every bit of the flack that she's getting right now and probably more. But it sounds like the sister's actually not taking it terribly. She's not going no contact with her. She's just saying, yeah, I kind of hate you right now. And she deserves it. She probably just needs to take her licks here and move on. And if she values the relationship that she has with her sister, apologize and be like, yeah, that was a bonehead move. I'm really sorry. What can I do to make it up to you? I can try to learn Photoshop to fix it in the pictures. Because I'm guessing there were pictures during the ceremony and reception where she was wearing it the wrong way. Offer to fix it in whatever way you can. Try to move on from it or just accept that she's going to be pissed at you for a while and you deserve it and hope she forgives you someday. Luckily, I don't think this is so serious. It's going to leave a mark like a permanent one. Like a tattoo. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you, but this time I'm rocking this new Asconaut hoodie that I got from DustyThunderswag.com. This one is, am I the Askinah for helping my kids out? I feel like there's more to the story. I have two kids from a previous marriage, 14 and 17. Both are highly involved in the community theater. We live in a small town, and honestly, money and donations take a lot here. My kids love getting lead roles, but neither are very good actors. However, I learned a few years ago, if I make a decent donation to the community theater they attend, the kids tend to get the roles they want, and therefore kids are happy. See, kids, you don't have to work hard. You can just buy everything. My wife was also a theater kid and has remarked she's shocked how often my kids get leading roles when it seems there's other kids clearly better suited for certain roles. You don't say. Not thinking it would be a problem, I told my wife that I've been making donations to the theater with an unspoken understanding that my kids get the roles they want in the upcoming productions. It comes out of my fun money and doesn't affect my joint finances, so no impact on my wife's money. This somehow pissed my wife off who said, my kids are not only unfairly getting the roles, the kids who work hard at their auditions are getting effed over because of me and not getting the same chances as my kids. She then said, my kids don't deserve a lot of their roles and I'm setting them up to fail by creating an unrealistic expectation. She's mostly upset because she feels me and the theater have been grossly unfair to the other kids. I see it as it's just a community theater thing. It's not a big deal. None of these kids have that much talent and none are future Broadway or movie stars. Yeah, many thanks to you. Dad, give you some more of these. Red flag curtain coming down on you, sir. My kids are happy, and in the long run, it's not hurting anyone. My wife is currently refusing to speak to me until I promise to stop bribing my kids' way into roles they didn't earn. Am I the asshole? I think we can all quickly agree here that yes, you, sir, are the asshole. And we're going to hand you a role, sir. You know, and... just to show our appreciation no donation needed but it would be appreciated we're going to give you a role we're going to give you the role of ascon 1 you get the leading role sir i don't think you understand how prestigious this is especially without a donation being tied to it this this is something you should really be proud of and it feels like you really worked for this one you worked hard for this one you deserve it because you earned it the fact that you don't see this as a problem, the fact that you see this as no one getting hurt really speaks to how short sighted you are, because you talk about how none of these kids are going anywhere. A lot of them aren't going anywhere because you just stifled their progress, something that they're passionate about, and they had the opportunity to grow in and to to really explore You shut down by trying to control with money. I'm sorry, by successfully controlling with money. And that's a shitty thing to do. I get it. It happens. It sucks because there are so many kids out there with passion that just gets pissed on and put out. Because of this kind of shit. Some of these kids could have ended up on Broadway. Some of these kids could have ended up as Hollywood actors. Some of these kids could have ended up as content creators. Some of these kids could have ended up doing a lot of things that start in that theater. It could be much more beneficial to his kids. What he's doing, he's seeing as noble because he's doing it for his kids and it makes them happy. Well, it's not in the long run. It is depriving them of the ability to actually earn things, but also to chase their passion passion allows you to fuel into getting better at something but you still have to work for it these kids don't have to work for it so even if they are passionate they're not having the woodshed part of this where they actually improve they're just jumping to the front of the line this is lazy parenting for that reason giving them the shortcut where they don't actually earn anything so that you feel better and you feel like you've done something for them is lazy parenting and it is not good for anyone so leading role con one congratulations. We'll have your bouquet of red flag roses headed your way shortly. And uh, this is the one night only show. Sorry. Let's hope this never happens again. <laughs> Hey there, it's dusty thunder again with another aita story for you this one is am i the ass for not sharing my inheritance with my sister since she chose to be adopted sounds like this one has the twisties throwaway account i 30 male lost my mom when i was five despite being so young i had very vivid and treasured memories of my mom and did not take to my dad dating a year after her death well my dad recognized that he knew this would be hard for me but said that as the parent adult he knew what was best, even if it didn't seem that way at first, and that I'd thank him in the long run. Not long after that, he married my stepmom, Lucy, and when I began to act out over it, my dad said that parenting alone was hard and that my sister Jessica, 28 female, needed a mom. My dad even got my maternal grandparents to tell me that everything would be fine and how I needed to be a good boy. That was enough to get me to behave during the wedding but once Lucy moved in and started redecorating I started acting out again. My dad had had enough and just started punishing me whenever I acted out or made Lucy upset as well as used the Jessica isn't acting out like this and to be honest Jessica was easily pleased and wasn't alive long enough to have the same attachment to our mom as I did. It really upset me when Jessica started calling Lucy mom and it really ticked me off when Lucy started referring to me as her son. I always corrected it when she tried that around me. It got worse when I was eight and Lucy had her own kids because then my dad and her started pushing for adoption. Jessica obviously had no problems with it, but I refused. Wait, wait. So how old was she? She's 2 years younger. Jessica's 2 years younger. So he Jessica was 6. Of course she didn't push against adoption. She's 6. My dad had my maternal grandparents come in again and tell me that adoption wouldn't be that bad, but I still refused. Lucy and my dad pushed for the adoption anyway, but thankfully the judge listened to my feelings in a private room and denied it. After that, therapy started, but it didn't last, so they also tried the, since you don't want to be a part of this family, you don't get X or you can't come do Y. But I was too stubborn for that method to work on me. The only one who I felt was on my side was my paternal aunt, who kept sticking up for me whenever she'd see what Lucy and my dad were trying to do. So when I turned 18, I went straight to her. It was when I became a legal adult that my maternal grandparents confessed that they were never okay with the situation, but my dad threatened to keep me and my sister away if they didn't show support. DUDE! I was furious, so furious that I had my surname legally changed to my mom's maiden name as I wanted nothing to do with my dad and only ever really talked to my paternal aunt. Fast forward to now when my grandma has passed away, grandpa died in 2020, and according to their will, only their legal grandchildren are to split a $250,000 inheritance, and since Jessica is legally Lucy's daughter, all she got was a framed photo of my mom and a letter. Jessica doesn't think it's fair, and thinks that I should share but I told her to get money from her legal grandparents. My aunt thinks I'm being a bit harsh, so am I the asshole? Edited to add because someone asked. It had been two years since the last time she'd spoken to to either of my grandparents while she frequently called and interacted with Lucy's parents. Jessica was never close to my mom's side of the family because she'd rather spend time with Lucy's family and or didn't want to hurt their feelings. Edited to add two again, since someone asked, When Lucy moved in, she and my dad took down all of my mom's pictures and got rid of her things. I wasn't allowed to keep any pictures in my room, and I would catch heat if I tried to celebrate my mom's birthday, mourn on the anniversary of her death, and get punished if I didn't celebrate Mother's Day the way Lucy wanted me to. So yeah, she wasn't this saint of a woman who stepped in when my mom couldn't to me. More red flags for that. edited to add three, because I'm starting to see the same thing. I don't blame Jessica for choosing the adoption. Now, I'm angry at her belief that she should get any money from my grandparents despite never showing an interest in having a relationship with them once she was 18. They reached out numerous times, but she never bothered yet has the belief that she's entitled to their money? That's what ticked me off. My mom had a sister who also had kids. I'm not getting the full 250K. No, I don't expect anyone from Lucy's side to leave me anything, nor would I demand Jessica to share. It would be completely hypocritical. Okay, so dad, for not even attempting to raise them himself or find some kind of natural slow path that led him to someone that was right for everyone, immediately just thought, I can't do this on my own. They need a mom. Here's a woman. Boop this should work took a very lazy approach or just someone he was attracted to and didn't really take the time to ease into that just tried to just replace her like she was a broken oven or something is obviously not the play and obviously op was old enough to to be offended by this and his sister wasn't so she didn't know any different she was at the age where it just the pivot was more natural to her because she wasn't to the point where she was questioning things. So you can't blame her for that. But yes, if she didn't make any attempts to have a relationship with them but still expects some kind of money, that's shitty. So she's an asshole there. OP's dad is an asshole. The The mother-in-law is obviously an asshole as well. I think the biggest asshole in this whole story is probably the dad because he just tried to replace her like that, manipulated the maternal grandparents to to manipulate the kids. What? 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 I, this is a conspiracy. This is like designated survivor rolling with parents. It's messed up. Opie's dad and Lucy flying all the way to Ascon. one here. He took the easy button approach to just replacing their, his children's mother. And you can't do that. There has to be some kind of ease and process to make sure that everyone gels together. Well, that's not what he wanted though. He just wanted to swap it out like a car part and guess what? It didn't work well. Also, manipulated so many people here into doing things that were not in their best interest or the children's best interest. That's the, that's the end of it. He acted in a way that was not in his children's best interest. He wanted what he wanted. Ask on one. Lucy went along with it and facilitated it or enabled it. Ask on one as well. Freaking grandparents. I'm not sure here because (sighs) did they have a choice? Did they have a choice? And how bad would it suck if you were that grandparent and you had to tell a child, this crap that you know is not true and you know hurts them. What a shitty position to be in. Uh OP, you're definitely not the asshole here. Uh, your sister, yeah, your sister is an asshole for expecting money when she didn't have any kind of relationship with them. Where is she here? Where is she? She definitely shouldn't have done that. So an ask on two should have done it differently. There's nothing she should have done differently, though. She should have just not done it. She should have not voiced that she expected anything from grandparents that she never made any kind of attempt to have a relationship with. And for that reason, I'm throwing her up to two. It may be harsh, but just going by the definitions here, it's, it's, it's not a do it different if they don't do it. I'm not using anything about her childhood here. I'm using strictly the evidence of there were these, the maternal grandparents that she never attempted to have a relationship with. She can't expect to have, any kind of inheritance from and that makes sense that alone ignore everything else in this story for that part alone i think that makes sense now if they wanted her to have it they would have defined that but they very specifically said that only the legal grandchildren did and i'm assuming they did that so that there was an indication or a line drawn where she was left out of that because they didn't have a relationship with her it sucks that they didn't have a relationship with her if she had reached out and tried to facilitate something like that how old is she she's 28 it might be harsh but i feel like at 28 it's enough time to build that relationship if you're going to expect an inheritance you have to you have to work for the relationship <laughs> hey there it's dusty thunder again with another aita story for you this one is a short one okay this one is am i the astronaut for kicking my pregnant sister out of my wedding for upstaging me oh dear pregnancy and a wedding lots of potential cake involved Hey Reddit, I26female need your judgment on this. My sister Sarah, 30 female, is pregnant with her first child. When she found out, she was over the moon and so was our whole family. I'm getting married in three months, and I've been planning this wedding for over a year. I've always been the golden child in our family, and my wedding is a big deal for me and my fiancé, 28 male. Sarah and her husband have been trying for a baby for a while, and she finally got pregnant. I was happy for her, but also couldn't help but feel like the attention was being taken away from me and my wedding. As the wedding got closer, I noticed that Sarah's baby bump was getting bigger, and she would be very visibly pregnant at the wedding. I didn't want her to steal my thunder on my big day, so I asked her if she could wear a flowy dress to hide her baby bump. She said she would try her best, but she couldn't guarantee how big she would be by then. I told her that if she didn't hide her bump, I wouldn't want her to be my bridesmaid or even attend the wedding. Boop! Fresh batch of red flags! Sarah was really hurt, and our family is divided. My parents think I'm being selfish, but some of my friends agree with me. On my big day, I should be the center of attention and not overshadowed by my sister. So Reddit, am I the asshole for kicking my pregnant sister out of my wedding for stealing my thunder? Holy cow. This is a real thing, I guess. What Candy Thunder's notes here were that Reddit thought this was written by the pregnant sister. And she 100% agreed. What if the pregnant sister wrote this? Did she write this? Because as I'm reading it, of course, I looked at Candy Thunder's note first. But as I'm reading it, I'm like, yeah, there's no way. There's no way Bridezilla sister here could actually be like saying this and thinking that it is 100% okay. There's no way that she is uttering these words or writing them out and reading them in her head and being like, yeah, yeah. This seems about right, and I I still don't know if I'm the asshole or not, so what if this was the pregnant sister who wrote this? Let's do this in two different ways. If this is the actual legit OP, and it is Bridezilla here, I think we can all agree that straight up to the top, you're an ass con one. Like, what? What? Just what? No effing way. No effing way that this is okay at all. And I think... You might be the one person on the planet who doesn't know it. Now, if this was pregnant sister who wrote this story, just just to show the world or her sister how shitty her sister is being, does pregnant sister end up on the ASCON scale at all for posting this story and posing as her sister? Look at the scale. Let's figure it out. Yeah, no. No, no, even if even if this was the pregnant the pregnant sister posing as Bridezilla OP here. I, she's still not the asshole at all, I think. Okay, so after further consideration and consulting with chat, if OP here is actually pregnant sister posing as her sister, the fact that she's posing as her sister on here means that she's likely embellishing or paraphrasing or leaving out context and not giving us the full story and that would make her an ask on four here. So we'll go ahead and and present her with the ASCON 4 baby shower gift. As a formality. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again, rocking my new astronaut t-shirt that you can find at DustyThunderSwag.com. This AITA story is called, Am I the astronaut for Embarrassing My Husband in Front of His Friends? I, 26 female, am married to K, 25 male. I met him a few years back when my best friend and his best friend started dating. After that, our friend groups kind of joined together. So all of my husband's friends are also my friends and all of my friends are his friends. I've known my best friend A for 15 years. We've always been extremely close and lived together at one point. She's literally part of my family. She comes to all of my family events, my siblings refer to her as their sister, and she's just been extremely involved in my life for years. Now, my husband and I have a six-month-old daughter. My dad is extremely wealthy, so he helps us out financially until my daughter is old enough to go to school. Then I will take a job at his company that pays well. My husband has a job that he works from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m., and then afterwards, he and his friends often hang out at my house or one of their houses. Here's the problem. My husband's best friend cheated on my best friend a few weeks ago. I'm not. No. And they've upset the whole balance of the ecosystem now. Oh, no. (sighs) She's completely heartbroken. And since they live together, my husband and I agreed that it's okay that she stays with us until they get things worked out. She's not really up to seeing him just yet. A is just a huge help with the baby. She's so good with her and the baby loves her. When my husband and his friends get home, they normally talk until 8 p.m. so he doesn't help with the baby too much when he gets home, which I don't mind. Really? It's just nice to have a little help. Yesterday night, my husband opened up the front door, peeked his head in, looked right at me, and A rolled his eyes and walked out. Him and his friends came in a few minutes later and were all being cold and rude to A all evening. After an hour or two, my husband walks right up to me and A and says, does she always have to be here? I want to bring friend's name here tonight and rolled his eyes. I responded, if I want to bring my best friend into the house my dad paid for, I can. And if I choose to have somebody help me with the baby that you're not looking after, it's going to be her. His friends just sat there silent Silently, and he just walked away and sat back down. He's giving me the silent treatment and A left and is staying with her mom as she feels uncomfortable being in the house now. So, am I the asshole? Well, my gut reaction isn't everyone sucks here. Her husband sounds like a man child. I mean, they're in their 20s, but as a new dad, you should want to be involved with caring for your six month old child. And the fact that he just doesn't, it's like not involved with that part at all, is concerning to me, and how he is only focused on his bros having his bro time. And really, you know, that trumps everything. It trumps him spending time with his daughter, you know, for sure. Um, and then, you know, it trumps his wife's best friend being able to have a safe place, you know, as they go through this whole thing where his friend cheated on her and now they don't live together anymore. It doesn't matter because the bros come first, right? Uh, and then uh, and then him agreeing that she could stay there. And then uh, him, him saying that he doesn't want her to be there all the time because he wants to bring his friend over, you know, dumbass. Brozo. Brozo! He's doing a lot of shit wrong here, but I also think the whole using money as leverage thing I don't like either, and that's where Op loses some points for me because she's she's using the fact that her dad provided this house for them, and she's really just being handed everything. Like she's she's gonna she's not gonna go out and get a job. She's gonna take a job at his company, so um she's gonna have an allowance that she works for and and a house that's provided to her, and she's using those things as leverage, and they both suck in that instance here. I think the fact that she has no help from him. With with caring for this child sucks and makes him more of an asshole, but this kind of feels like an everyone sucks here situation with the two of them and with his friend who cheated. The real loser in all of this, and the one that I don't think is the asshole at all, is her best friend who just needed a safe place to stay while she tries to recover from this shitty situation and was willing to like work for it. She was willing to help with the baby to be able to stay there. I mean, She would have done it anyway if she was there, but she wasn't just staying there not doing anything. She was actually providing some value. So she is in the clear here it feels like everybody else sucks in some form or fashion so op here is op on the ascon scale here at all her her brozo husband i'm gonna say is a two here he might be a one But I'm going to go with two. Brozo husband is is an ask on two because he definitely shouldn't have done this. He definitely shouldn't have asked the question, but he also should be helping with the child. There's a lot of other things that I have problems with. But for this specific situation here, he definitely should not have said what he said because he had already agreed for her friend to stay there. He made it more awkward. He caused an additional problem here by doing that. OP for using her spoiled brat position as leverage instead of just saying, no, you already agreed to this. This is the right thing to do. I feel like he's in a four here. Because she could have done that differently. Maybe not should have, but could have. I would have preferred it not be used when there were better options available. And obviously, I mean, that's easy for me to say here. After the fact, dust has settled and they've taken the time to write up this post. And here I am reading it. We're talking about it. I'm like, yeah, it could have done something different. In the heat of that, I'm sure you know she wasn't rolling through all the mental Rolodex of options and where they could all lead. So uh, I'm saying full for OP. Just because there was a different route available. Grain of salt, I get it. Brozo husband here is a two. Yeah, his whole group of of Brofoons. So he's the Brozo. It's it's like a band. It's a Brozo and the Brofoons. They're definitely all on the Ascon scale because they were being shitty about it. But you know, I wouldn't expect any different from them, which is sad. But the two big players in this story, OP and OP's husband, do both hit the Ascon scale. But Rozo husband is just more of an asshole. Congrats. <laughs> We'll mm-hmm. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also...